0: Today's Friday and it's chai seven, seven. I, I would imagine that by now you will know that we have a Levaya today. Benjamin Klein passed away. He was the Rebbe's secretary. Binyarman Klein. He was the Rebbe's masker for many, many, many years. And uh, we'll mention him and it will be as chus for him and also be as chus for us. Just think about what it must be like to be this close to the Rebbe. Everybody knows the rule that familiarity breeds contempt. That means the better you know a person, the less you like them. But when you work with the Rebbe, it's not the experience that you have. The more you know him, the more you know that you don't know him. And the thought that you have to go into the Rebbe, whatever it is, five times a day, ten times a day, fifteen times a day. The Rebbe's secretaries were in and out of the Rebbe's room all the time for messages and for instructions. It's... it's on one level quite unnerving And on another level It's unbelievably uplifting When you're so close To the Kedosh HaKadosh When you're so close tell It's impossible that it shouldn't rub off on you This is the Kedosh And I'll tell you something that he told me I, Through marriage, he's my uncle He said to me That very very often Especially that when sitting in the car He would think a thought And the Rebbe would respond It was a perfectly normal mode of communication. He would think something and the Rebbe would begin to discuss it. He didn't even have to say it. And it was so normal that he became accustomed to the idea that anything he thinks in the Rebbe's presence, the Rebbe knows exactly what he's thinking. Now imagine what that does to your thought process. Knowing that you're in the presence of a person that you see not once a year or once a week, but that you see many many minutes every single day every single day the maskirim, the secretaries, went into the Rebbe for official business in other words they had probably regular time that they went in but they also had the, the Rebbe was available you had an emergency you made a phone call they walked into the Rebbe and they gave over the message and you know that in these whatever you think is known I heard a story once that the, the Feyin, was the rebbe secretary and a yid came a poilasha yid came to the bchatcha that he wanted to start a business to sell. He was going to buy whole apples and sell quarter apples, and the profits were going to be his pernos. But he started his So he decided that he wanted. Well, he was not a lebabacher. He wanted to brachov and To make a long story short, he came to the bchatcha and said, "I need a half a minute." So, on one of the many trips into the rebbe's room, the mentioned to the rebbe this fact that there was this yid who has. A simple request, can you come in? The Rebbe said, yeah. The man was by the Rebbe less than a minute. When he walked out of the Rebbe's room, the Rebbe said, which means, in my life, I never met a person with a worse character than this man. The Rebbe was thinking to himself, what exactly did he say to the Rebbe? But did he curse him? How, how could the Rebbe make that, that determination? The man was in his room for five seconds. So before he could say anything, the Rebbe says, he responds, and he says, was Thank you very much. Was he was in my space. If you're in my space, there is a complete assessing, there is a reading out of the program, of the person. Every one of these men and women, the first shluch, and the maskidim, who are all elderly, you know, it's a fact of life. Clock, time, is the most absolute prison of all, are very, very important to us. And it, we have to t- ask the every day. I, I say it to them whenever I see them, sarcastically, I just one request, please, don't die. All of these senior citizens, these are our, these are our uh, generals, if you will, the people who are this close to the Rebbe, this special relationship, they are a very, very important link to Nassan the Rebbe, which is always very, very important and we're going to miss a person like Binyamin. just looking at him and knowing that this was a person who was in the Rebbe's Dalai with such great frequency and just understanding that the mere fact that he was so close to the Rebbe without a question translates into him being a higher Jew you couldn't be that close to the Rebbe and it shouldn't have an incredible impact on your own mahus on your own Yeresh HaMayim, and your own Hasidis and your own Pneumius, and your own Tavis HaMach Shomim. So this is what I want to say in, in this Chusvet, Ilihan Shomim. Now, we're learning a Mayimit from Tafshin Yud Aleph, because this week is Baha Leischa, and in Tafshin Mem Gimel, 1983, which is the year of the Maymotem that we're learning, i said say that there is simply no Mayimit. don't misunderstand. I, <laughs> I could have done it, I wanted to sneak in an extra Mayimit. So we're going to start it today, and we're going to conclude it Sunday, the second hour. But this is a Shlach maimed. So what we're going to do now is, of course, as we always do, we're going to start the maimed from the inside out. Your copies are a bit deficient, because my copy machine is a bit elderly. But if you look on Kuf Aleph, there's an Aleph uh, near the bottom of the page. We're going to read the middle of the maimed first. I'm going to leave the beginning and the end of the Maimed for Sunday. This is a very, very orderly Maimed. It's not a hard Maimed to learn. And um, if I may say so, and I may, maybe I'm not, I may not say so, but I'm going to say it anyway, that when the Rebbe first became an Abba, the Maimed were extre- extremely organized. In other words, the Rebbe used to prepare a Maimed to such a degree that it came out with a very, very good delivery. As time passed... You can explain it in one of many ways. The Maimonim became a bit more cryptic, and then a lot more cryptic, and then very cryptic. In other words, hard to follow. This Maimonim is very, very easy to follow. And um, it's a Maimonim about Meraglim, it's a Maimonim about Schlach. but it has a very, very different spin. You know, whenever you learn Maimonim about Meraglim, what do we always talk about? The Meraglim were bad people, but for a very holy reason. Right? That's the standard Meraglim version. That the Meraglim's issue was that they were spiritual, one was spirituality. This is not a Mimer about Meraglim. This is a Mimer about Moshe. And the point of the Mimer is that Moshe is at fault for selling the Meraglim. Any way you slice it, Moshe Rabbeinu is at fault for selling the Meraglim. Because the that told him, Shlach ni ani esach. I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is your decision. If you think you should send Meraglim, you should send Menaglim. And therefore, Meishah Rabbeinu made the decision to send Menaglim. So this Maimit is exploring Meishah Rabbeinu's thought process. This is not at all. It's almost, the Meraglim I mentioned, Mamsha, a, few, a few lines. This is the Miami of Rabbeinu. What was Meishah Rabbeinu thinking? When he sent Miraglim, why do you need to send Meraglim? It's so unnecessary. What was Meishah Rabbeinu's thought process? So we begin with a maimah within a maimah. We're going to start with Lavyosun zayyatata al-Asachakbi. This is a maimah in the pasha in It's actually the only maimah in the which talks about the le- 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 Leviathan, fish. So go to the bottom of Kuf Aleph. Okay? So we're going to begin the last paragraph, the second line. We're beginning with what it says in the Qutatayr in there's two types of tzaddikim. Number one, levyasan, Tzaddikim, they're by the massive fish called the Livyasan, the Leviathan. And the second category of tzaddikim is called Shayrabor. Shayrabor means literally a wild ox. And there's two groups of tzaddikim a group of tzaddikim called Livyasan, and a group of tzaddikim that's called Shayrabar. Those tzaddikim who are called the Leviathan, and of course, if you just think for a second, the word Leviathan has the same shadish as the word Levi. And what does Levi mean to Lash and Joining Kimei Hapam, Yilave, Ishi, Elan. Levi and Leviathan mean connection. But what kind of a connection? What's called in Tanya is tapkas Rucha Baruch. When two people can connect. The lowest level of a connection is a hug, which is a physical, external connection. A deeper connection is a kiss, a nishikin, which is a more meaningful connection, but it's only a ruch connection. And the deepest connection is, d'apkas apkos rucho where two human beings have their spirits joined. Now, I don't know how you do that, but that's a, a very, very transcendent thing, where your avir, your halo, your chupa, your makif, and the Avih, the chupa, the Halo of another person join together, and you you fuse as spiritual beings. Your nishamas become like one. And that's the meaning of the word livyasan, and that's the taich, levi. So the Rebbe says, Hine Those nishamas that are called livyasan, fish, that join with the spirit of Alakos, who liyached Their primary preoccupation is to make spiritual unions, in other words. A spiritual service. And the Dev explains that's why Leviathan, which means a spiritual connection, lives in the sea, is a fish. Because we know about the fish, that it's called Amadeus Kastya, you're one with your source, like fish is one with water and so on. Now we all assume that Leviathan is a, a whale, which is a mammal. But Apiteta, whether you're a mammal, or you're a fish, or you're an amphibian, if you live in the water, you're a creature of the water. And the Livyassan, which is a creature of the water, ha- has this property. It's very, very spiritual. It's very close to the Yerbishter. And as a consequence, its religious expression isn't so much in action, but in spiritual attachment. And the Rebbe gives an example from Rabbi Shimon Yehoi, who was in a cave for 13 years, and he couldn't do mitzvahs. And although the Rebbe says, Rabbi Shimon turn the page, please. Rabbi Shimon inability to do mitzvahs had to do with Oynes, Rachmona It wasn't his fault. He was trying to save his life from the Romans. But the Rebbe says the Abishtha would never take away from such a yid an avoid of doing mitzvahs unless he didn't need it. And therefore the Rebbe determines Rajbi is not doing mitzvahs because Rajbi's neshama was called nun yame, a fish, live and ikirin is the spiritual attachment of And the Rebbe brings three lines from the top that the Alta Rebbe added that the Ariza was also that kind of a creature. And then the Tzadik adds, that the B'shem by the Arizah, and the, and the were all like fish. They did mitzvahs. But iker in Yonam was the spiritual attachedness to Al-Kadosh Bar. So there's a category of tzadikim. They do mitzvahs, ma'esias. But that's not their iker. Their iker is the dveikos with and the Rebbe continues and he says, V'sheir habad hainu, five lines. From the top of page, Kuf bays, the sheir habad the vile ax, hainu wa and this goes on tzaddikim. Shavid mi bagashmi is v'kiyim, mitzvah is another category of tzaddikim, that ikir in Yonam is fulfilling physical mitzvahs. And the Rebbe says, that even though each kind of tzaddik, needs the other the kind of tzaddik who's ikir en yonis vekes ruchnis nelakus needs the tzaddik who does physical mitzvahs and the kind of tzaddik who does physical mitzvahs needs the tzaddik who's ikir en yonis vekes nelakus but which is better safe call safe says the rebbe mikomo im yesh maila i'm seven lines from the top of the page at the end of the line gamba vede beke mitzvah meis yesh bagash notwithstanding how lofty Spiritual attachedness to HaKadosh Baruch is doing mitzvahs begashments. Being the kind of tzaddik that's defined by physical and ritual behavior of mitzvahs has a distinct advantage over tzaddikim who are involved in ruchnitz. this means, Vahainu is underlined. Eight lines in the top. There is something very advantageous. It's those souls that are called animals of the earth. In other words, their union is earthiness, is physical mitzvahs. They have a greater power to do physical mitzvahs even over those nishavahs that their union is dveikish and is levi, levyasan and so on. And the Rebbe goes on to explain why. And he brings the... The Kisri Arizal that we all know, right? Kilei Adam, Why do you have to eat bread? Could you have to get chayis from the bread? Why do you have to get chayas from the bread? You have your own chayis. The Taretsi is because bread is lower than person. And because a bread is lower than a person, the bread has a higher source. So an adam, a human being with all of the miles of adam, needs to draw life from bread because the bread has a higher source. Similarly, those tzaddikim, who are defined as Sheyra Ba'ar, their avoid is to be involved in the physical world in an aspect stand higher than Rajbi and the Arizal and the Baal Shemtiv, who are defined as Livyoson, Levi, their union is Ruchnith and Vekes Nelakus, because in the end, when you come down to the physical level, you are connecting yourself to the highest inyan. That's the Rebbe's point. So I'm going now six lines from the end of the paragraph on page Kufbeis. Umikol Zemub. Based on all of the above, we understand that there is clearly an advantage and a height to Kiyum Mitzvis Maisies Bidvorim Gashmium Dafkin, The fulfillment of physical and behavioral mitzvahs. Dafkin, Even though it's at the expense of the spiritual Dvegas. But even those tzaddikim who are very spiritual, at the level of a lev of a levayah of ruchdis nelakus, mitzvus dafka, they have an obligation to do mitzvus physically because there's an advantage in physical mitzvah over spiritual. So the Rebbe presents us with two types of tzaddikim, which means he's giving us two idealized models. He's not talking about us, two people who are doing things perfectly. One's perfection is defined by how holy and attached to Hakadosh Baruch Hu they are, and the other's perfection is defined by the preciseness in doing mitzvahs physically. I mean, a classic example of a person who was unbelievably particular, but key mitzvahs mightiest is Reb Hillel Pardeshe, a He's a famous Hasidiy Chabad whose obsession with the preciseness doing mitzvahs was uh, was extraordinary. So now we read the next paragraph. Gam. This also explains which is why there is an advantage in going into the Holy Land rather than staying in the desert because in the desert they it the never goes through it food came from heaven water came from a stone which was rolling with them and clothing the Rebbe says two things about their clothing number one the clouds of glory would clean their clothes And number two, the clouds of glory would grow their clothes. Now think about it. You have a body and a soul. As you age, and the soul gives you more life, the body expands, the body grows. Now of course, the body to grow, you also have to eat food. But the physical part of the growth has to do with the physical food. The spiritual part of the growth has to do with the spiritual food. But your clothing don't grow with you because they're separate from you. Imagine a person who is so connected to his garments that just like his body grows as he ages... His clothing grows at the age. That was the Yiddish Matzab in the midbar. That they clay that they've got them, were so close to them that just like the body grows as the soul expands in the world, their clothing grew as well, which makes them very, very, very um, spiritual. On the other hand, the ever says that their Yiddishkeit was primarily uh, spiritual. Their Yiddishkeit was primarily spiritual. They were busy mostly with speech and thought. Their ikir was not kiyah mitzvahs meisius. The Rebbe says earlier in the Ma'amar, on the previous page, someplace I think, that their mitzvahs meisius were number one the Fisha, which I don't understand. That means it was only temporary, and number two, they only did mixtas and mixtas. They didn't do all of them. Yiddin and the midbar had two occupations. The primary occupation Yiddin and the midbar was, as the Gemara says, Nitna teta el They had to The Jews in the midbar spent their days and nights interpreting teta or to use the correct term, creating the Teira on an intellectual level. They did mitzvahs also, but it wasn't their business. Their mitzvahs was spirituality. And look at the last line. Page Kuf Gimel now. First paragraph, last line. Going into the Holy Land. And as we all know the story, it means sacrificing so much of their livyasan light. Existence, their spiritual existence. It initiated, it introduced the idea of fulfilling physical mitzvahs. Begashmi is dafka, physically dafka, and the holy said, says, It's a very high level. So the Rebbe begins the Maimir, as far as we're concerned, with the Kutatane Pashashminit, that are souls that are called fish. And there are souls that are called animals of the land. And of course, amongst those souls, there are tzaddikim. The tzaddikim that are called fish are called levyasod. And the tzaddikim that are called the animals of the land are called shayr, And even amongst tzaddikim, those tzaddikim whose pri- primary Indian is physical mitzvahs, have an advantage over. Those tzaddikim whose primary Indian is Ruchnis. And then comes the point, sif gimel. Well, sif gimel is the key to this whole mind. Om nam, however. That, the idea that you could do mitzvahs physically, which, of course, even though you're sacrificing so much, is bringing you to a higher matrege. You have to have extra you know, Let me give you a simple example. Yeah, you learn Everybody here knows everything, right? Of course. So, in teire, er, you have a mind about Abram Avina. name was Abram. And the Abishta added a letter hey, and he went from being Avram to being Avraham. What was the difference? When his name was Avram, he was a super intellectual, as the Lagutate says, Seichel and he was so smart he couldn't even talk to people. People couldn't understand him. The Eved added a hey to his name, and what happened? He came down to a lower level. He was able to talk to other people, and he became Avraham, Av Hamoyim Goyim. A master, a father of a multitude of nations. And of course, you also know the Pnimiyasa Inyan, he became a Balabayis over the last five Avorim, right? Avraham is 243. Avraham is 248. There are five parts of a person's body, which we never fully control. And by the to giving him the letter, hey, he became a Balabayasa with five parts as well. But the Ikir is, he became So the al says it doesn't make sense. Avraham was in a high Madreg. And the to raises him to an even high Madreg. What does he get for being raised when even Hai Madre then it becomes Avamein Goyim? Now we can be involved with Goyim. What is the logic? The logic is that the higher you are, the more broad, the more expansive, the more far reaching is your Kayak. Says that ever. We understand the mail of over of Olivyasu. You're taking a fish who's totally involved in metaphysics and spirituality and biggest baruch. and you're saying to him, Become a Shay go onto the dry land go away from your spirituality and do physical mitzvahs. And you tell him that this Yerida is actually an aliyah. That by creeping out of the sea and climbing onto the land and doing physical mitzvahs, you're achieving something even higher. But you need a higher keach. And the higher keach has to be even higher than the It Has to be even higher than the fish in the sea. And the Rebbe explains what that means. Vahaynu. Three lines into the middle paragraph on page Kufkimu. The nasif. All of us already know on the sin on the idea that Hashem helps us when we actually do mitzvahs. Shaleha omru razal that the Gemara says. <speaking in Hebrew> if Hashem doesn't help us, right, doesn't capital kill The Ebiusta stands on the right side of a person who's trying to do the right thing, and he helps him overcome the yeter dada. But the Rebbe says this pasuk. <speaking in Hebrew> You try to do a mitzvah, Hashem helps you. Says the Rebbe, but there's something else. You have to want to do the mitzvah. And for that, you need help beforehand. Says the Rebbe, three lines from the end of the middle paragraph, page Kuf Gimel. Before you undertake to do a mitzvah, so that there should be. Is the possibility of altogether serving Hashem in the physical world. Hashem has to help. And afterwards, then you do work. And then finally, Hashem helps you. a higher level. In other words, Rebbe is saying There's three things here. There's what Hashem does for you before you do anything. There is what you do and how Hashem raises up what you do to a higher level. And the Gemara and the Pasuk that say Hashem helps us is about when we choose to serve Him He helps us achieve something beyond. But before we even do it there is also an Ezra an assistance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, creating a total of three points. This is what you do before you do what Hashem does before we do anything this is what we do and the schar we get for doing what Hashem wants. Okay? So the Rebbe continues in the next paragraph. We'll beheg them. The Rebbe so to speak, slows down. I want you to know when I was preparing this morning I vacillated between starting where I started and starting here. This is a very good place to start this maimed. The reason I started where I started is because like I simply couldn't divide the maimed into two equal parts. The Rebbe now makes his point that there's three steps in Avedis Hashem and he uses Torah as an example. The bottom of Kuf Gimel and Kuf Dalit is Torah. And the top of Kuf Hey is Mitzvah. And in each of the two, he's going to speak out three points. There's three steps in Torah. And there's three spare steps in Mitzvah. It says that Rebbe Gimel and Yonim Elu Beklos HaVad. The three things that I just discussed. Aleph. HaNasin Azkech MuMailah. That Hashem provides strength. Allah Veda Dekim HaMitzviz that we should, in the first place, be able to do physical mitzvahs, which the Rebbe says is the koyach to bring Hashem to gashmius, and then beis actually serving Him, and gimel that Hashem responds to our efforts and raises them up. Hashem responds to the mitzvahs that we do, and Baruch He gives us a koyach to succeed more. Says the Rebbe Matinu Gambing in Tera. you find three steps, and like I said to you before, on the top of page Kuf hey, the Rebbe is going to say the same three steps in Mitzvah. What are the three steps in Tera? Says the Rebbe. Second line from the bottom of the page, please. Sheyesh Tehra, Gimel Madregis. Tera has three levels. Yerusha it's an inheritance. VeYegi'at needs to be earned. Umatana and it's a gift. And the Rebbe Pashit goes through them. The Nektiv Tera law No Mei that the Abishur gave us, or connected us to him through, is a meiros. Akilas Gan gives it inheritance. Turn to page Kuf Dalid v'hai nu shatei ro bechinas yerusha tei is an inheritance. But in addition, the tei an inheritance. Matzinu gam we find in addition shalim od at tei or why did gias for dafke you want tei after work? K'may mirazal that says in the mission in priki aves hatskein atz mechalil me tei ready yourself, prepare yourself, tick on yourself. To learn Taylor, because it's not an inheritance, you have to toil. And later on on this page, about ten lines into the page, if you look at the line that begins with the word shel Yagi, I want you to see these words. I'm jumping ahead for a second to nine lines of the page. It says, Anything that you could achieve by yourself, if you could earn it, you must earn it. If the Eibishda feels that this is something you could achieve by yourself, he will never give it to you. In other words, if the Eibishda says your maximum capacity permits you to achieve this madrege, he won't give it to you. That's how the Eibishda operates. What you could do by yourself, he doesn't help you. But what you cannot do by yourself, he helps you. First of all, initially, by giving you the taida as a yerusha, and then of course you him And now go back to the top of the page three lines at the top of the page. The third idea is that teda is a gift. We're coming from Shruis. And Shruis is called Ma-tan-teda. Hashem gave us the teda. Right? And then the Rebbe brings an example for Meshe Rabbe. So there's three levels. The inheritance of teda, the upside of inheritance is you have to do nothing for it. The downside of inheritance is you did nothing for it. But it sets everything up we have Holy Zadis. They were big tzaddikim. And the Abish they gave us by Yerusha. Teda. But the Teda of Yerusha is what we call in our culture only an Asinah's Keach. It helps us. But it isn't what we do. After the inheritance there's the idea that it does still work. Haskein. Atzimach. A me. She'ein You want tayra, you got a heart But it. not going to fly into your head. And there are coming old stories about people who are Mason Nefesh for Teda. The mice Mitten Baal And then there's Matanah. What's Matono? If you'll go uh, uh, to 11 lines from the top of the page, I circle the words, Maila, Daft. It has to be given from above, and the Rebbe says why. Aveder. What you cannot achieve your own work has to be a gift, because what you can't get, God Almighty must give you. And of course, you all know the maisce, in the Maise, that there's, there's two stories. I will tell them to you backwards. Now Rebbe said that it's I want to give you a bracha that you should have Teirah bin Matana. I want to give you a gift that Teirah should be for you on Matana. The Alter Eber was told by the Bezit Maggid that Teirah was given to him in Matana. So the Tzemaq Tzedek says I don't want to be Matana. Quote, I want to toil alone. Years later, the Tzemaq Tzedek regretted it. And he said if the Alter Eber had given him Teirah bin Matana, what does that mean? He wouldn't have to work. Teirah zarucham it's me, durucham it's infinite. There would always be additional levels, higher levels, deeper levels, more expansive levels, so if he had so much tater he can have even more that's one siput if I recall correctly this is a siput The Tzedek was a little boy and al was raising him al used to give him a daily uh, a daily uh, sheer measure, how much he has to learn al gave him a certain measure a very short time later he looks out the window and the Tzedek is what we would call playing he was talking to the chsidim he was hanging around Tzmachterik so liked to go into the forest and he used to get Hasidim to take him if he would repeat to them the secrets that are happening by Zain. Now Altarebbe calls him and says, I don't understand you. I gave you a shir. why aren't you learning? He says, I'm finished. <laughs> finished. He had an incredible mind. You finished? Same test to him and he had finished. So Tzmachterik saw his ainaka, I think he was nine, Vosver this is. Tzmachterik said to him, when I was a child, I was horrible. And when I was tired, I needed to relax. How would I relax? I wouldn't relax by playing. I would relax by learning something which requires less concentration. And what did he learn? He learned Sidr Allah, which is a Kabbalah thing. Say. He says, in three months, I became a Baki in Sidr Three months, it takes a lifetime. But Sidr Shaloh is Al-Turabbi. al said to him that when you're resting from learning, you have to also learn. And then he took his cane and he hit him on his shoulder several times. And he said, Nadir said I'm giving you as a gift, I'm giving you as a gift, and the Tzamech Tzadek would say, oh, if he had only hit me a few more times, <laughs> the Tzamech tzadek, took his cane and he hit him on his place, several times, oh, if he had only hit me a few more times, it's called Matan. But Matana begins where you finish. What you cannot achieve by yourself, this is the Matana. What commission is, there's a level of tzadek, which is called exlay. Etzle means only Hashem has it. And the level of teda which only Hashem has, we cannot have. Nevertheless, even the teda which only Hashem has that we should not have, the pasuk says, v'shashu'e yaz It's next to the number 44 in the text. That even that also, the shashu'e ma'atzmim, the abish to gives to people. In other words, shebet teda lemata nimshach, that even the teda down here draws the level of tayra which is delight, which is for the Ebishter alone the Ebishter has delight from himself that even that reaches people okay and the Ebishter gives it to us now how could we have something which is Ebishter's own personal toy so to speak so you're skipping one line the only reason we can have the level of tayra which we're not supposed to have the Ebishter gives it to us the matana. Am This There's a small little caveat. There's a small little condition. The Eibish doesn't give out stuff for free. You want this gift? You have to first part of it. How hard till you are plotting. As the Gemara says Gifts are not given to strangers. Charity is given to strangers. And charity is a quarter a gift is very generous a gift is a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars and so on gifts you give for someone that you know and love someone who's done favors for you you give them gifts so the gift is something which is beyond an earned relationship but based on an earned relationship the Ebership gives you a matana reaches us only if a person maximizes his you and then the Rebbe brings to my mother Chazal, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Kediv Sheinek inegdei and Gimel Shoyser Yishein. The Rebbe talks to Hakadosh Baruch is a, a level of giving us what we deserve, and Gimel Shoyser Yishein Hakadosh Baruch Hu. She is the betaira. This is matana level. Okay, I'm skipping this. Top of Kuf Hay now. Ukshem sheyes betaira Gimel We just discussed that in betaira there's three steps the level of Torah which makes it possible for us to learn in the first place called Yerusha then there is the Yagiyah, the toil of Torah and then there is how we achieve the maximum that we can achieve on our own there is a phenomenon called Matana it says <laughs> Mitzvahs are written into the Torah and if Torah has these three ideas so does Mitzvahs and what are they? the three ideas are, listen to this the bracha before you do a mitzvah. The mitzvah itself. And the schar for the mitzvah. Those are going to be the three things. He starts off with the bracha. Second line. From top of page. Kuf hey, The hinei. Nusach bracha B'chaz a mitzvah is The nusach. That we say on a bracha. Before you do a mitzvah. Barach atah de elam, And the Rebbe focuses on the word alakeinu. And he says, what's the difference between the word Alakim? And the word Alakinu. Alakim means godliness that's concealed. Alakinu means my personal godliness. He calls My strength, my vitality, my life, my vibrancy. So a bracha means the koyach that I have to do a mitzvah because the Abishad is my personal God, and we say five lines in the top of the page, the Indian Z, this idea. At the Evedim has a special relationship with Klal Yisroel. For Hanaya, we don't say Alekim, we say Alekei Nu. Our God, Kamei Alekei Avraham, who has seen us, Keiach al Kiem haMitzvus is the basis for our doing Mitzvus. And what is a Mitzvah? Hashem Kedushan of Through a Mitzvah, we achieve holiness. Hai Nu interprets the Rebbe. Six lines in the top of page. Kuf Hey Shaleikhem as Adom and take a physical thing. A holy thing. And that's what a bracha accomplishes. A bracha is that before you do your first mitzvah, there is a koyach malakeinu, the Ebesh is our personal God, and now, the Rebbe doesn't explain this, but you should know that this concept is the basis for one of the most important discussions in the whole Sefer Tanya It's It's a meditation which is very realistic, even for people as great as ourselves. Chapters forty six and forty seven. and later, it the same thing, but what the What does al say? al gives a marshal. It's the longest marshal in Tanya. Imagine a king, and he's involved with the biggest, the best, and the brightest. And he decides one day to leave his palace and to go to the slums and to find shuffle a mutal biashva, a lowly person living a, a, a lowly existence. And he embraces him, brings him into his palace. He changes his clothing, he washes him, he cleans him, and he breathes him chayde lefnim a chamber within a chamber. To places that the sorim and the nechbadim, ain and the the most prominent members of his government are not allowed in. And He hugs him, which is mitzvah, and he kisses him, which is teira, and he joins his neshama with his neshama, which is knimiyas atedah, nishmasa deirais. Says, imagine how that lowly person who the king so embraced and raised him up must feel towards that king. That's the Moshe. And the Nimshel is, this is us. There's a lot of very great creations serving Hashem in very great ways. And he's not only on Yidden in this world. And the Malachim say, the angels say, right? I am Ken The angels say, "Where is God?" And they answer, "Nu mimkei hu yifen berachamav Liameh. The Malachim say, "Who is God? Where is the Ebeishet?" And the answer is, "He's in Bismedrish. He's in Shteibel. He's in Seven Seventy. He's in the base on Mikdash on Kader Arabs." So the Rebbe brings this idea and says, "It's not a kenyut. God. Hashem is everybody's." But he's especially ours. He's especially ours not because we're such big tzaddikim, but because our Zaydah is a big tzaddikim. And the Ibishta is called the Lekay Yisro. He's everybody's God, and at the same time, he's our personal God. And the Kedushan, the Rebbe interprets, like you marry a wife. She Asra amakahetish. Marriage is called Kedushan. She's yours and nobody else's. The Ibishta has made us his. And that's a bracha. The bracha is the statement, or is the Koyach, of the relationship between Yidna and Hashem which is before we do his Ratzel and the Rebbe continues then you do the actual Mitzvah that would be step 2 and then comes step 3 and what step 3 through doing the Mitzvah we do the Mitzvah we get the response which is a Schar they reach the highest levels and what is the highest levels Schar, Mitzvah, Mitzvah the only adequate reward for connecting to Hashem it's the connection itself, right? And I underline the word. When a year does a mitzvah, it creates a, a, a closeness and a union. Im, mitzavah, ha-mitzvah, the one who gave us the mitzvah, which is the source of the rots and potato mitzvah. So in Torah you have three things, which are called Yerusha, Yigiyah, matana, And in mitzvah you have three things. You have a bracha, you have a kiyum. And you have schar mitzvah, mitzvah. The only reward for doing a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. And of course, you know this. I've talked about this so many times. This is the very, very famous and of where the Rambam discusses the whole idea of reward, and he argues how silly it is. A child does a good thing and give him a cookie. So what is valuable to the child? What he did or the cookie? So the Rambam says, a child needs a cookie but you hope that the child does become an adult and still want cookies you hope the child becomes an adult and he wants what he did for the cookie because that's real and the same is true in our relationship with the Evishter the greatest reward for our fulfilling the will of Hashem is the opportunity to fulfill the will of Hashem is that connection and that's the Taich uh, Matona those are the three levels so now the ever goes back to the original point Yidden are in the Midbar and involved in holiness which is incredible they're going to go into slow, they're going to be evolving in So they're going down. So if they're going down, they need a higher koyach to be able to do what it is that they need to do in this new world. That higher koyach is called Yerusha. It's an inheritance. It's before we serve. With the koyach that we get from Yerusha, there will later be Yergiah, there will later be Kiyem Amitzis, which will culminate in the third idea, which is the concept of matona and the concept of shal mitzvah mitzvah. Next paragraph, yuvengam Going into Eretz Yisrael is descent into physical mitzvahs and ilui. In order to achieve the level, begashmi which is achieved by doing physical mitzvahs. She adam ha because it's going to require the person to descend from his step. Now, the Rebbe's point is going to be that that's why Moshe sent Meraglim But we'll leave Meraglim for Sunday. I want to move on to the next paragraph. I want to move on to the next paragraph. What does the Rebbe say? We'll talk about Meraglim on Sunday, okay? What does Rebbe say? The Rebbe is saying that when you go to a lower level, you need a higher curve. And as a consequence, there needs to be the Kayah that allows you to come to the lower level. There's the service you're going to do once you are on the lower level, and there's going to be the reward for it. In Torah, we call it Yerusha Yegiya Matana. In Mitzvahs, we call it Bracha kiyum, and Mitzvah Mitzvah. And the same is true in going into Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe has a job to do. Moshe, Rabbeinu's job is to set up our ability to go into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe has a job. Moisha's job is to create the basis which will allow the us to make the the Rebbe said something very interesting. Moisha was anxious to give that Kayach. And as you'll see momentarily, it doesn't work out. It fails. Moisha wants to give us that Kayach, el Moshe Rabbeinu wants to give us the equivalent of the Yerusha, the equivalent of the Bracha, to set up what we're going to do once we come into Israel. And he fails. Now because Moshe Rabbeinu fails, we get that Kayach from Yeshua Nun, Joshua. And because we get that Kayach Yeshua, it's lower. So Moshe has something on his mind. What's on Moshe Rabbeinu's mind? I know the purpose is to get into the Holy Land. is to go down. Which means, need a Koyach from higher. I want to give it to them. Because if I give it to them, I will give it to them in my measure. And if Yeshua gives it to them, Yeshua is going to give it to them in His measure. So Moshe Rabbeinu feels a duty to be the person. To provide what we'll call the Yerusha and the Beracha, To set up the Yagiyah and the Kiyamah Mitzvahs once they arrive in Eretz Israel, and as of course we all know the end of the story he doesn't get to do it Yeshua does it and as a result what the Yidin are able to do once they come into to Eretz Israel is less because the inspiration is from a lower place so look at the bottom of page he's a human Ma. this explains Mosh Hashanah desperately asks Hashem please allow me into Eretz Israel. I want to see it I want to see it and by the way, in Hebrew, the way you spell ve'ere is ve' with a shva, And under the aleph there's a segel, ve'ere, and I would like to see. But if you change the vowels, it becomes vo'ere, which means I want to show. Not ve'ere, I want to see, but vo'ere, I would like to show others. And the Rebbe has two questions. We know that Meshav Adem Potashin wanted to be physically in the land. And number two, the Chilach, I'll to page Kuvav, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't interested in enjoying the land, else she just said, more mitzvahs. She's doing physical mitzvahs. So the Rebbe has two caches. Moshe Rabbeinu wants to see the land or he wants to be in the land. So Moshe, Rabbeinu say, the Rebbe, Moshe, no Moshe Rabbeinu wants to be in the land or do mitzvahs in the land. So why does Moshe Rabbeinu say, Ebra nova kai Seho? What does this mean, ve'er? It says, the Rebbe Moshe wanted to be in Ezra, no question. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to be in to no question. But Moshe Rabbein has something much, much more important to him. I want to be the one who sets up this process. This process. I want to give the Yerusha. I want to give the Birchas HaSamitzvah that sets up the later Yugiah and the, last, the later Kim HaMitzvah because it will be in a higher Madregev. So the Era means I want to provide that Nesina Three lines from the top of the page. Ah <laughs> ha the tenets says, wanted that it should be that through him, should get this He will see the land, and if he would see the land, he would bring into the land the level of vision, which is a degree of meisharabenu. sees godliness." If Moshe comes to the Holy Land, he will see the Garden of Etch And when he sees the Garden of Etch he will give every Jew that possibility and potential to see the godliness of the Kiyom And he doesn't want Yeshua to do it. Because he understands that if Yeshua does it, it's going to be on a much, much lower Madrege. And of course, Meisher Rabbein would prefer that it should be on a higher Madrege rather than a lower Madrege. So he negotiates, I want to be the one To bring them into the Holy Land. And the Abish tells him no. So you go seven lines from the top of the page. And therefore, When he realized that he's not going to the Holy Land. And therefore he doesn't have the ability. To bring the Jewish nation's empowerment to the level of vision. By him seeing the land. So he changes protocol. He says to the Jewish people, "Okay, I can't go in. I can't see, and I can't show. So now you have to hear. In other words, the koyach that you're not going to have to hear. Mitzvah mice is going to be only on a level of hearing, as opposed to on a level of seeing. If you skip a line, shall Like it says in the in the day it's a medish. You cannot compare hearing to seeing. When a person sees, it comes from a deeper level of the neshama. When a person sees, it creates an incredible bittul. Azt mi Two points." And hearing is not going to touch you so deeply and the hearing is not going to affect uh, such a bit. So Moshe is desperate to be the one to do it and he fails. And because he fails, Yeshua does. And the Rabbi says in Sifhei, hey, and I'm going to stop here, but the Rebbe says in Sifhei, hey, what's the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu doing it and Yeshua doing it? It's very partial. If Moshe Rabbeinu would do it, it would be like the Meragam that Moshe Rabbeinu sent. The whole of Israel. Which basically means the Madreig of Tzadik. When Yeshua does it, just like Yeshua's Miracleim that explore only the city of Yirich Jericho, which is the Madreig of Machshavah, Deberumais, in other words, Madreig of Benini. Moshe was hoping that he would be the one to set all this up and then the expectation and the standard of Kval Yisrael would be that of Tzadik. And when Moshe Rabinu fails, Yeshua does it. And Yeshua also provides the Koyach for Yidin to go down and serve Hashem. But now the potential is only the Madregya of Beinani. And this will do Amid Shaman Sunday.